Welcome. You are listening to Central Synagogue's podcast, featuring sermons, lectures, and conversations from Manhattan's historic Central Synagogue. I'm Rabbi Angela Bookdahl. Each week, we invite you to listen to messages of strength and hope given by our clergy on Shabbat or Jewish holidays. You can also listen to audio recordings of other programs and lectures given at Central by subscribing to this podcast on the platform of your choice. If you'd like to watch our live stream services or learn more about our congregation, I invite you to visit us at centralsynagogue.org. We hope you enjoy this week's sermon. And raise me up to a world living, oh, safe from the storm, in the shelter of your shalom. If you were going to tell the story of the Jewish people from the beginning, where would you start? Perhaps with Breshit, with creation, when God creates humanity, B'Tselem Elohim. Perhaps with the stories of Abraham and Sarah, the first Jews, the Jewish people's common ancestors. Perhaps with the exodus from Egypt, the moment that we became a people. But you probably wouldn't start with wandering in the wilderness. And yet, in his farewell poem in this week's Parsha, that's where Moses starts his story. He, get, he begins his retelling with the words, God found them in a desert region. The Midbar, the desert, takes up more ink than anything else in the Torah. It is the place where God finds and forms the Israelites from one person into a people. Moses is onto something by starting his poem here. After all, we've been reading about the wandering for many months now. And while you might expect the Torah to end with the promised land in a dramatic finish, it in fact concludes in the desert. Because the Midbar, the wilderness, represents a place where, lost and alone, God finds us and guides us to where we need to be. Perhaps the Midbar is not the side player in this story. Perhaps it is the very point of our story. When Moses starts his poem here, he reminds us that we are all in some way in the Midbar, wandering around, unable to see across the shores of the river to the promised land. And when we are in the desert, when we are really and truly lost, it can feel not only like we will never get to the promised land, but that we don't deserve the promised land at all. We stand in judgment of ourselves and say, if only I was better, if only I was more, then I wouldn't be here. If I was a better parent, my child wouldn't be struggling. If I was a better partner, I wouldn't be getting a divorce. If I was smarter or worked harder, I could find a more fulfilling and lucrative job. If I made better choices, I wouldn't be sick. If I was a better person, I wouldn't be alone. Each of us has our own wilderness, a story that we carry that makes the promised land feel so very far away. Each of us has a story that we tell ourselves about why we don't deserve to be found. And these stories are, of course, untrue, but it doesn't matter. 
Our shame is overwhelming and we feel so vulnerable. Rabbi Tali Adler teaches about the sounding of the shofar. It is easy on Rosh Hashanah to see the entire world, including ourselves, entirely through the categories of judgment. It is easy to imagine that in the moments of describing God as king and judge, we must justify our existence entirely through merit. Maybe what the shofar does in that moment with its wordless cry, wordless cry is bring us back to a love we knew before any of those categories. Maybe the shofar's cry punctuating our prayers and pleas reminds us of this. Before we are good, before we are wicked, we are loved. Not just by our human mothers, but no matter what we do in this life, no matter what rewards or punishments we may deserve, even on this day of judgment, by God as well. And the ultimate sign of God's love for us is the giving of the Torah, a moment that happens not in the promised land, but in the wilderness. God's most precious gift is given to us as we wander, in the moment we need it the most. But the Torah is not given in isolation. In fact, our tradition teaches that each and every Jew that ever was and ever will be stood at Sinai, a symbol that we can't get out of the desert alone. In Pirkei Avot, the rabbis teach that the Shekhinah, God's nearest and most loving presence, rests between two people as they study Torah together. And I don't think they mean just when two people are poring over books. Rather, when two people engage one another in the values of Torah, when two people care for one another in community, when two people help, support, and love one another, that too is Torah, and that is where God rests. We need each other, each and every person in this community, to recognize that no one should have to go it alone. Is that something that you can do? Can you reach out to someone and say, do you want to tell me your struggles? I can sit, I can listen, I can be there. I can tell you my struggles, and maybe by the end of our conversation, we won't feel so alone. And I don't mean this in some kind of metaphorical, wouldn't it be nice if we all did this kind of way. I mean, can you actually do this? Is there someone in your life right now who you suspect might be lost? Who you can reach out to this evening or tomorrow or this week and say, you are not alone. Because that is how we build the path to the promised land. With each small interaction, with each small outreach, with each outstretched hand, we create guideposts pointing the way. When we go to a shiva, when we call the person we haven't seen in services in a while, when we notice the parent standing alone at preschool drop-off, we bring the promised land just a little bit closer. And if you're the person receiving the outreach, don't brush it off. Don't think you don't deserve it. As challenging as it can be, Open yourself up to the idea that you are part of this community and helping is what community does. No matter who you are, what you have done, or what you are facing. 
But there is another gift that God gives us in the wilderness. If any of you were at synagogue on the second day of Rosh Hashanah, and if you're hardcore enough to be here on Shabbat Shuvah, I assume you were, then you heard the words of the Haftarah, Matzah Bamidbar. You found God's grace in the wilderness. God's grace means being found in the wilderness whether or not you deserve it. God gave the Torah in the wilderness as a reminder that although we might be wandering, it doesn't have to be that way forever. The wilderness is a place where you are found because you are loved by God. I'd like to end tonight with a story from Pesichta Rabati that my colleague Rabbi Ann Eversman uses at the start of every Kol Nidre service. There once was a prince who became very angry at his parents and ran away from home. He had many adventures and met many people, but after a time, he began to miss his parents. His friend said, go back, for surely they miss you too. I can't, he replied. I have come too far. The way back is too long, and I do not have the strength. At that moment, a messenger arrived from his father, the king. He opened it and read, come back as far as your strength will take you, and wherever that place is, I will meet you there. Whether deep in the wilderness or on the shores of the promised land, come as far as you can. Come as far as your strength will take you. And God's grace and the grace of your community will meet you there. Shabbat Shalom. And know all of your ways and wisdom. you keep me safe. And I'd always praise your name. Thank you for listening to this edition of Central Synagogue's podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you're in the loop on future episodes. And please follow us on social media or watch our live stream at centralsynagogue.org, our Facebook page, or on national cable at the Jewish Broadcasting Service. Thanks again for joining us. Shalom.